Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe. Believe in Lions right here on the Believe Podcasting Network. That's Detroit's number one sports podcasting network. This show, we believe in the Detroit Lions. And by the end of this episode, so will you. I got the legend, the hard-hitting safety here on the other end of the line, Benny Blades. Benny, how you doing this week? I'm doing wonderful, Derek. Um, Look. I told you, anytime you're in sunny, sunny, sunny South Florida, you can help but be doing really good. <laughs> I'm, I'm anxious to see here on the show how many tr- times, if you'll top your previous record from last week of talking about hurricanes throughout the show or name dropping. I think last show, people didn't hear it. You talked about you hanging out with Teddy Bridgewater. You talked about, uh, what, Neil Smith. You, you dropped many other names on the show. So it's good to be Benny Blades. We know that. But before we get into the show, we got lots of lines to talk about. We had to record early today because... Mr. Blade, you said you're heading to a golf tournament. Now, I don't see you as a golfer. I mean, I don't think you could hit the ball. I don't know what kind of gear you're rocking out on the golf course. I mean, I just don't see you as the hard-hitting Benny Blades out there uh, with a putter. Like, how's your game? I'm sure you're you're amazing. Tell me how great you are. Well, I'm not going to tell people I'm Tiger Woods, Ernie Elms, uh, any of those Pro golfers, you might want to call me Tiger Woo. That's how bad I am, okay? <laughs> when I go to golf tournaments, Derek, all the ducks, the squirrels, and everybody else better get out of the way because <laughs> I play golf when I play football, just rough, okay? <laughs> I stay in the rough. I stay in the same. So I just tell my, my teammates, look, sometimes you got to take one for the team. <laughs> now, when it comes to putting, I got an eagle eye for putting. I guess that's because I'm used to playing that putt putt golf. Now, yeah. I can I can drive the ball 300 yards, but it may be 300 yards to the left or 300 yards to the right. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, I I don't know that you can hit it 300. I, I do think it goes sideways, and, and I can I can agree with your putting because I I do think you might be you might be the man on the putting green. I could see you knocking down a few and then just going absolutely crazy, giving it to everybody when you and you actually drain one. Oh, you know it! I look, I am happy Gilmore, baby. I be doing the horse dance. <laughs> Oh, man. I think I sent you a clip, but you got to go. I'll have to send it to you again. You got to hear the uh, Cedric the Entertainer talking about uh, talking about golf, man. It is just absolutely hilarious. Makes me laugh every time uh, when I hear the the old Kings of Comedy routine on, on golf. That's that's tremendous. But, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully you hang in there. I mean, you say on the show that you don't lose at anything. I mean, you don't think I could throw the ball up over the top of you. You don't think I could beat you in all these different competitions. Uh, I, I, I'm here to say, honestly, I damn sure couldn't beat you at golf because I can't golf worth a damn. I, I've, I've tried a few times. I mean, I can't hit it worth worth anything. I mean, I've hit a few putts in my day like you, but other than that, I'm just I'm just horrible at golf. I like, well, why do I want to pay a bunch of money to go be horrible at something for two to three hours? No, thank you. You know, and then and then you got to pay a bunch of money to try to be good, and you're never good anyway. So yeah, I, I gave up on it. I can't do it. Well, the great hard about being me is I don't pay that money, okay? <laughs> yeah. I, I tell people all the time, I say, there is no way, I'm like you, Derek, there's no way people give me golf clubs for free, free shirts, free <laughs> shoes, pants. Look, I'm like, dude, y'all, y- y'all do realize I'm not very good at this, right? 
They keep um, inviting me. It, it is it is good being Benny Blades. We've established that plenty of times on the show. The only thing I'll say about golf is when I have been out there and I hit that like seven iron perfect and it goes way up in the air and then falls right about near where I thought it was hoping to go. That, that's the reason you want to go back because then you think you can do that again. The problem is like every other shot after that's an abomination. So that one good shot, though, always feels incredible. There's no doubt. Uh, that's, that's, the, that's the thing about playing golf. It's just. You're going to have to tell us next week about the one good white... shot that you hit. You'll have to let us know how that went down. Oh, oh definitely. Definitely. I'd let the viewers know exactly how bad I was. But like you <laughs> said, all it takes is one good shot. And I'm going <laughs> to talk about that for a month. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's no doubt. But Mr. Mr. Blades, the the people. This was this was what frustrates me about podcasts. We're having fun here. We're talking, just laughing. But I, every time I turn on a pod and they start talking about their work day, their family, the weather, like nobody wants to hear that. They they turn in. They want to hear from Lions legend safety Benny Blades talk about football. Talk about Lions football. So Benny, we got to get into this, and this is gonna be a fun show because we're gonna talk about. Kind of like your draft experience. I know you told a couple things here and there on the show, but I kind of want to walk through it. Um, you know, what was your experience like? What 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 some of your times were like? We always say you're just the greatest athlete of all time. I want to know what what some of these measurements were that you did. I want to know what teams you met with. We're going to talk about how it was dealing with agents for the first time. Well, maybe you dealt with agents at the U. I don't know. We'll talk about that as well. Um, and and then we're going to go through all that, maybe even what it was like after the Lions took you those first couple days. And then the back half of the show, the GM's going to take over. And I'm going to tell people about a mock draft I did where I tried to make Benny Blades happy because I traded down with the Patriots, got a boatload of picks, and then I even took somebody, you know, from that you with one of the picks. So, Mr. Blades, that sounds like a good plan. We're going to get into all this, but you know we got to get betonline.ag in here early. Yeah, definitely we got to get to bet, bet online. I want everybody to go to betonline.ag. Definitely. So everybody take a quick listen to Bet Online, and we come back. We're talking about Benny's draft experience and all things Detroit Lions. Everybody, we'll be right back. Believe in Lions listeners, you know we got to get betonline.ag in here. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The Masters is here. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free, absolutely free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% 50%. You can't beat that. Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, we're back. Thank you so much for our sponsors. Check out betonline.ag, there's no doubt. But, Benny, I want to talk about your favorite topic here on the show, and that's you. Uh, not not the you, which you talk about plenty on the show, but you, yourself. I, I know you enjoy it. Uh, I know you were a ball player top to bottom, one of, the, one of the greatest to ever grace the University of Miami, as well as a Lions legend. But I, I want to know, let, let's, let's roll the clock back to when you were about ready to head into this draft, pro- draft process. What, what, what was the 40, Mr. Blades? What did what, you drop in the 40? I got to know. As big as I was, as fat as I was, but I was in shape at that time. <laughs> at the combine itself, okay, I ran a four-four-two. Nice. And when it came down to the University of Miami, everybody, I tell people all the time, you're not gonna run as fast as you need to when you go to the combine because the nerves and everything. You always do a whole lot better when you're in your own facility and things are a lot more familiar to you and so that day mr blades uh it's been recorded you know i I don't know how fast it was but i I thought i was running a little bit slower but you know some clock said four three eight you know and so the thing is 
what 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 got me, Derek, about that whole thing was I don't think I, I saw a, a Lions scout or anybody at the workout because all <laughs> all I was going to do was run the forty. I you know I wasn't trying to lift any weights. I'm not a big weight lifter, and so all of the other things. I just told the scouts that look, if you want to see me perform, turn the tape on. I mean, I wasn't trying to be arrogant or anything, because I, to me, even to this day, I I think people took put too much into measurables. Well, this guy runs this, this guy can do the shuttle in this, you know, he can vertical jump this, he can brought <laughs> those, those for those those measurables they, they look good when you're putting those things up like you do across your walls. Those <laughs> those look real good for that. And so like I, I told you guys before it, it, it was really hysterical to me because about two weeks before the draft, I mean, I'm, I'm nervous as all get out. I had went out to the, the Raiders, and believe it or not, Derek, they failed me because they said I, I had a chip in my vertebrae in my neck that I've had since I was a kid. Okay, so, ah, no, we're not going to take this guy, you know what I mean? He has health issues. I'm like, oh, okay, well, there goes my, you know, NFL experience, you know, because if they put that out there, that means everybody in the world is going to not try to draft you because of something some club says. And so that made my experience really, really, really <laughs> different because I started second guessing myself and I went out to Kansas City and so I'm sure this is what these guys are experiencing right now it's always that month to two weeks before before the draft things get real 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 hairy because you're gonna it's gonna be narrowed down to four or five teams that really really start talking to you they start zeroing in on the strength and the weaknesses of who you are if you're lacking in character you know they uh, i mean it's so tough even back when i was coming out and i'm sure it's even worse now and so back then they called it a wonderlick test you know what you know what i call that test Derek? that's an that? idiot test because <laughs> they, no no seriously they give you a, a a test when you go to the combine and it says it's supposed to measure your characteristics of who you are as a person. I, I tell people all the time, the most cynical people in the world can pass that test. All you do is just sit in there and lie. So why, why am I going to put a whole bunch of value on, on, on that? Because, I mean, we all know, I mean, I'm sure you know a whole bunch of people who've passed that wonderlick test and they get into the NFL and you're like, man, that guy has no character whatsoever. How did he pass that test? Right. But that, that's how that goes. But let me, let me bring you back up to the Benny Blaze story. And so, <laughs> Wayne Fonts, I know I, I told this before, he came to the thing, I guess he had watched some film on me and everything. And so, I came over to the athletic uh, facilities and he just saw me outside and he says, don't worry about it. I'll see you on draft day. And I'm saying to myself, man, this guy didn't work me out. You know, yeah, he watched a little bit of film on me. You know, he said he'll see me on draft day. Now at that time, Wayne was the defensive back coach. So I'm saying to myself, man, I hope it's that easy for everybody else because I just ran, got ran through the coals by the Raiders, you know, Kansas City. And I'm like, man. But some clubs know exactly what they're looking for, who they want, and sometimes it works out. 
like you said last week, Derek, and I got to give you kudos for that. I mean, you you never know if if the kid's gonna be a player or not. You know, sometimes it's just a flip of a coin. But absolutely, that's the Benny Blaze. Absolutely. So so this is one of my favorite parts of the show, everybody. So if, if we rewind the tape, my question to Mr. Blades was, what was your 40? He answered that, but then he went on to, to tell me he didn't bench. He told me a couple stories about teams. He talked about the Lions. I mean, you basically went through every one of my questions, Mr. Blades, already. So you, you make my job easy. I don't even know what else to ask you about, really, about your experience. You just summed it up in, in that first question, which I just wanted to know your crazy 40 time, which you humbly said, uh, four four about maybe a four three. I mean, that's ridiculous at the size and the way that you played back in the day. So I can see why you went as high as you did and whatnot. But it is funny to hear that the the, the times are always a little bit cooked when they're at the colleges, and that's where we're at right now. Is that there's all these ridiculous times coming out because there is no combine. So everybody's seeing these crazy times, but everybody's a little bit skeptical. But I, I gotta I gotta go back. I'm trying to remember some of the bullets uh, of all the all the coverage you did there of, of your, of your time. So I, I want to know about you not being a big lift and weights guy. I, I feel like that should be right in your wheelhouse. I feel like Mr. Blades, Mr. Benny Blades would be in there slanging and banging in the weight room, ready to lay that lumber on people. What do you mean? You're not lifting weights. You're not benching. What's that about? Derek, I have never, since I've been a little kid, I've never, I, I mean, even right now, People say, well, well, Benny, you got... Man, look, I ain't going in the weight room. My nine years with the Lions. They just say, Benny, you got to go out here. I walk through the weight room, okay? <laughs> Me and Bert Hill used to have the darndest time. I say, Bert, let me tell you that. Look, I go in there and play with the 225 and go in and lift it. Okay, are we finished now? Okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> Oh my God! This is shocking to me. I, people, I never would have guessed that ever. No, no, because I, I tell people all the time, you know, I got, I got a homeboy. I, I ain't gonna name drop Derek, but I got a homeboy. He <laughs> said all the time. He said, "Blaze, man, if you to just lift the weights, do you really know how good you really?" I said, "Here's the problem." You get up on the 225, and when you finish, I'm going to get up on the 225, even to this day. He get up under there, he'll hit about 12 times. I get up under there, I hit it 20. And he say, what's wrong? You ain't getting on last night? I say, that's not the problem. I say, the problem is some guys can lift up the whole weight room, but they can't transfer that into game. Yeah. The weights ain't did nothing to me. I'm just naturally strong. So when I choke you, I'm choking you with natural strength. I ain't choking you with weight room strength. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have known. Now, I, I do enjoy when you name drop on the show. So feel free to do it more because it not only makes me laugh, but uh, I mean, it's you, just good for the show. No, no, look, it, I love it. You me last week. <laughs> I mean, because it's just so good to be you, but let's just say this without naming the name. Are, are, are they from the U? No, this person is not from the U, but he lives here. He coaches here. So I'm going to leave that and like really, that. And really, regardless, it's all about that U, right, Benny? It's forever about that U. Uh, matter of fact, because I was so busy, for the first time, I have missed a University of Miami's spring scrimmage. Ugh. I, I couldn't. What's, what's going I on with these days? About that. Yeah, we can't have Do that. I? We got to have you. We got to have you representing. Come on now. <laughs> I know. I, I, I just couldn't help Oh. Well, well, like I said, that shocks me that you're not you're not clanging and banging in the weight room. Like, you know, I, I don't know if you've touted your basketball skills or said you weren't a ball player, but like I say, you, you definitely tout your athleticism. Did, did you do a vertical jump? Did, did you jump like 40 plus? I mean, we got to know that. Oh, I, yeah, I, I was definitely over 40 plus. Here's the thing. I'm going to go back since you said I was, I like to tout 
my athleticism because <laughs> I was the only guy. Everybody, see, you, you might be too young to remember. Mitch Richmond, who played for uh, for the Sacramento, okay? Now, perennial all-star in the NBA. And I tell people all the time, I'm a football player, track guy, baseball. I happen to be in the gym one day, you know, we're fooling around, and just off the vertical. I just grabbed the ball, took one step, and dunked it backwards. And the basketball coach says, hey, kid, come here. I need you on the basketball team. I said, coach, I don't play basketball. I, I really don't play basketball. I can't stand basketball. So I'll watch it. To me, just running up and down. See, running up and down the court and you can't hit nobody, that's a waste of running. That just, that's just me. Oh, so, man, that, that's tremendous. We, 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 look, I, I played for two weeks. And during those two weeks, we played against two of the hot shot basketball players that, left here and went went on to play in the NBA. One happened to be Mitch Richmond. Now, he the, <laughs> the week before I got on the basketball team, he dropped 40 against us. So coach said, I don't want all I want you to do is just guard that guy. I said, well, okay. That just that guy right now? I said, so what did I do there? I put my football skills to use. Every time see basketball players don't like to be touched. They don't want to be touched. Every time he would, I just kind of give him an elbow on the side. So he was like, hey, bro, you can't do that. I was like, man, hey, look, I'm just out here. The coach told me to guard you. And the best way to guard you is not, not let you get the ball. Isn't that the best way to guard somebody? If you don't let him get the ball, no, he can't drop 40 on you. No, 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 bro. You can't make me look bad, especially when you're supposed to be the quote-unquote cute guy in the school <laughs> the girls they don't come to football games they go to basketball games <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's that's crazy that's that's a great story uh definitely sounds about right that you're out there d'ing up uh and and the the guy that's put up all the points is frustrated with you um so it sounds like i mean you you crush your numbers even though you're not about the numbers you're about the tape and and the ball players that type of thing i mean uh, I got a couple more, but let's let's go a little rapid fire on these because we got to get some of our great sponsors in here. Like you, you said, the Lions weren't really involved. Like you, you mentioned, the Raiders and KC. Were there any other teams that jump out to you of like that they were all about Benny Blades, or that you thought you were going to go there based on them being around more? Well, here's the thing: Atlanta had the first pick. They 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 brought they brought me in after the Raiders put that mess out there because I, I found out years later that the Raiders wanted to, to draft me. They just wanted to get those other people, you know, nervous <laughs> about me. So yeah, Atlanta brings me in for the physical. I don't know how I did on that physical, but, you know, because they didn't give me the, the test results. You know, they sent around to all the other ball clubs. They brought me in. Kansas City had the second pick. Of course, you know, they poked and probed me during their, their whole interrogation, and the Lions had the third pick. <laughs> I guess the Lions were just like, you know, hey, whatever the medical says at the combines, we're gonna take that, because their people don't, I know this year they they weren't able to do it, but that combine, I, I know I'm getting off topic, but that combine for people that really don't know Man, you get poked and probed by every doctor. I think that that's a, that's alive. From the <laughs> ears to the eyes to the nose to the throat, they twist. They when you leave there, if you don't have any ailments, you feel as though you have been twisted all over the place. And and then they want you to go out have the poking and probe you the next day. You got to go and do all the physical tests. And I mean, it's, 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 it's mind boggling because you're in a room for 
people who've never watched slave ships get unloaded. That's, that's how you a bunch of male guys in there with no shirts on. You just got on these skimpy little shorts and you're waiting, waiting, waiting. <laughs> like, man, it's like herding cattle. Yeah. And you do that. You do that to wait your turn to play in the National Football League. And so, I mean, it's almost humiliating, but you, you do that because that's the process. I mean, yeah. I, I always I, I tell people, if, Derek, can you imagine sitting in a room with 300 other guys just with your skimmies on? Like, man, why am I, why are we all just standing here like this? <laughs> I mean, not really, and I can see where you're coming from, but I, I also think, you know, from the GM's perspective, like you you, you deem me here on the show, I, I feel like, you know, all those medical checks are important because you're putting a big investment in a player. You're trying to make sure that, I mean, you, you could be a great player on the field, but if you have some underlying injury or some, um, you know, some of these guys just don't have the, the, the bone structure, the, the, you know, ability to hold up in the National Football League. So I get that. That's why they do it. Now, like you said, it, it definitely feels odd for the players. It's kind of like, you know, if you're going to a car show and you're going to spend a bunch of money on a, on a real antique car, you want to make sure like the engine's good. You want to make sure that you know, the rims might be shiny, but are they going to fall off the minute that you drive it off the lot type of thing? So I, I can see both sides of that, no doubt. So, Benny, I, I got more questions for you and we got to get into this mock, but let, let's go ahead and take another quick break for our sponsors. And we come back. I, I want to talk to Benny about. You know, just kind of that whole, you know, getting an agent, draft day experience, and then being picked and kind of how that went down. So everybody will take quick pause for the cause. We'll be right back. All right, I want to take one more brief time out. I mean, have you ever had a bad pair of sunglasses? You ever lost your sunglasses? You ever had a pair of sunglasses that broke on you at the worst possible time? I mean, it's time to make your outdoor experience better with Kanan. Kanan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, brighter, stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. You got to check these out. Use the exclusive code KananCast. 15 at Kanan.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15. Kanan, clearly better. All right, everybody, we're back. Appreciate it, um, Benny. Let's let's keep talking about this because there's so much. Uh, I know you've hit on some some great things. You went through this. Um, it's fun to hear your stories, no doubt about it. But there's just so much more to talk about. So, like, you know, what was it like having to kind of ink up with an agent? and deal with that, deal with the business side of things. It sounds like from what you said in the past that you kind of let your agent handle most of it. You didn't get too involved, but what was it like picking an agent as well as realizing that you're going from college? Did you win the national title your, your last year at the U? Or was that, or was it? Yeah, I, I, I kind of went out a, a winner at the U. And, okay. uh, that, I could remember one. if you won. So you won it and then went to the draft right after. Yes, and, and, and you won. And, and you won what the Thorpe or whatever the the best DB basically award that year as well. Oh yes, I am the only Jim Thorpe Award winner <laughs> at the U. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I, always, I laugh when I say that. I tell people because there there have been so many great defensive backs who've come through the University of Miami. And for me to sit there and say, I am the only, <laughs> the only. And every year I go to the Jim Thorpe Award and I tell the people, I says, man, you gotta, gotta get another University of Miami guy in here. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> there are so many great ones like the Henry, the 
Sean Taylor's just to name a few. I said, you guys didn't even look at those guys. Oh, come on, Benny. You're always talking about the University of Miami. <laughs> Dude. Because uh, we're, we're defensive back you. It's not like we play in the Big Ten. Come on. <laughs> oh, here we go, people. I won't even play that school up north music, get you all riled up today. But I guess my question was, again, with the agents as well as, you know, we're leading up to draft day. Just like we're only less than two weeks away from the NFL draft this year. They are going to have some people in Cleveland. They are going to have players there to get to, you know, nowadays it's red carpet. It's walk up. It's kind of do all this stuff. But what was it like when you really started to realize, man, this is real. This is a business now. And. You know, you went third overall. Like, to me, you've told the story before where you kind of just didn't know. You didn't know the Lions were interested. But did you feel like you were going top five, top ten, or were you really not sure? That's the reason. And, and that's, <laughs> Derek, I've only had one regret when it came to the National Football League, and that was not going to New York City uh, for the draft because – I don't, I don't like embarrassment. Uh, I mean, let's go back to the picking of the agent thing first. Um, for me, I picked the agent based on my relationship with him. And we had been at the University of Miami four years together. Two of the years he was in law school. His last year there, he had just passed the bar exam. And so he was a young lawyer coming out and uh, I really wanted to, because of my personal relationship with him, give him an opportunity. And so he teamed up with a more experienced um, agent and me and the younger of the two are still good friends. The older guy happened to be the biggest crook in I mean, he, he's since gone to jail for taking uh, not only football, basketball, baseball, music, people. He's just, he was just a bad, bad, bad person. And that's why me and the young guy, we were still friends. And we, we talk, we go and hang out. Matter of fact, uh, last draft day, we were together. And... I told him I have a nephew that's coming out and he, he's definitely, I told him to sit down and talk to him because he's a guy, he's of sound principle. And so what these young men are gonna face now is you have to find somebody who's better suited for you as the client. It's not about the reputation of that agent. Because I, I tell people, anybody can do an NFL contract. I mean, you can sign a, you can find a lawyer that can look over the contract and give them that 4%. If the relationship is not there, in my opinion, that's the best way to go. If you can't find somebody that you can trust that's going to take care of you in totality, there's more than just signing of the contract. There's endorsement deals, but we can go into that, you know, another day. You know, you have to pick when you're interviewing an agent, that person that's suited for you and the needs that you have, because that's the only, only, only time, unless you're getting ready to fire him, that he's going to really, really, really bow down and take the questions that you, you really need for him to answer. And so you have these guys got to be very thorough when it, when it comes to that, because I've, I've seen guys who've gone through the process and whew, it, it was a, it's not a good one. And so. Like, you know, here's, here's my thing with you, Benny. Like, you're a real loyal guy. I like how you said you're, you're doing it based on relationship and trying to, you know, almost help like a young guy out. I like all that. I do feel like some of these stories you've told here on the show that it's unfortunate that you kind of got connected either with the wrong people or weren't done right by the Lions and your agents and all that. That's a, that's always real disappointing for me to hear. But 
let's go ahead and let's fast forward to kind of like as we get real close. Like, just remind me what what the range was you thought you would go. Were you surprised at number three? And then did the Lions like whisk you off to Detroit? And kind of what happened right after? We just give people that draft experience real quick before we talk about what's about to happen in a couple weeks, which is the upcoming draft, which I'm fired up about. And our Lions need to do some work on it and actually knock it out of the park, which we'll talk about my mock draft, which I think I knocked it out of the park. I'm sure you'll have some issues with it, but uh, we'll talk about that here in a moment. So, you know, right before draft day, what were you thinking? Where were you going? What what was the, the mind the thought process. Here's the thing, right right before draft day, of course you get that invite to go to New York City and I say, yeah, no, I don't want to be embarrassed, so I'll stay home with the family and uh, I'll watch it from the living room. And plus, you know, I'm, I'm a big family guy. My brother was in the same draft and there's no way I was going to go to New York City and leave him behind. So, right. you know, <clears throat> so therefore, I made the decision to stay home and watch it in the living room, you know, uh, surrounded by family because when they, nobody can ever put a number on you. They can say you can go from one through 10, but if one through 10 does not fit well with your style of play, then you might be 11 through 20. And so I'm, I'm sure a lot of these guys are feeling all kind of emotions right now. Let's just take right now, uh, for example, Justin Fields. Justin Fields can go anywhere from one through six. And there's people that got him going Go in the 20s. They got him going in the mid first round. There's people that have him at number three. You know, it, it's all over the board with him. So I know what you're saying. Yeah. And, and so the thing is, you know, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of these kids that go to New York, you know, uh, what, a couple of years ago, a kid sat in the green room that whole day, for me, that would have been so nerve-wracking to just sit there and sit there and sit there. No, 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 I, I, I couldn't have done that. I could not have done that. And so that's why I'm glad I made the choice to stay home because Detroit never, I mean, like I said, Wayne, Wayne was Wayne. That's why I, I love Wayne so much. Wayne was Wayne. Oh, kid, I see you on draft day. How do you take a, a person that serious when that's the only communication you have with them? <laughs> so I was like, okay. And then when you get guys like the Oakland Raiders who failed you on a physical and Kansas City poked them pro for you and they didn't call you back after that. And you know you weren't going to go to first pick in the draft. So your emotions are so scattered all over the place. That's why there's not one kid in this year's draft, unless you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. Everybody in America knows he might as well be in Jacksonville and do a press conference right when they pick him. Because yeah. besides him, you never know what the draft is going to hold. I mean, there, there are people that on draft day, right when the pick is going up there, oh, we have a trade. And so your nerves get on in right after that. Oh, my gosh. Could it be me? Could it not be me? And so these kids, and I know for myself, I you know, there, there were a lot, a lot, a lot of emotions that I went through. And that's why, Derek, if you ever go back and you pull that tape, when I was on the phone with the Lions, I was like, Wow. Okay. And right after that, they blipped it up on the screen. They called me right back after they blipped it on the screen and said, okay, look, you got to pack. You got to come to Detroit. Right. <laughs> You're on the next flight coming to Detroit. I'm like, what? I ain't have time to celebrate with my family. You're on the next flight coming to Detroit. 
because yeah. he, he I guess they turned it all out. The Pistons were playing that night. <laughs> you, I, yeah, you told us. Uh, I think going there and meeting some of the players. Let me let me just ask you this before we kind of uh, keep it rolling. So, again, circling back to my what I was trying to dig on. Did did you did you think top ten for sure? No, like I said, because first pick. You know, without a question. The second pick was, they never called me back. The third pick talked to me for less than five minutes. The fifth pick, I think, in that draft was the Raiders. And so none of the other top ten picks never called me. It was just nothing. And so So, you don't, at that point, you don't know exactly where you're going to land, where you're going to go. And so... I got to keep using this guy as an example. And, and even your guy, Trey Lance. Yeah. I mean, people can say one thing, but then when draft day comes and somebody picks somebody that they really want to right before them, it throws a whole monkey wrench in the whole draft order. So people start scrambling. Well, no, 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 no. Now who should we pick? And, I mean, draft day for these guys are going to be so exciting, but yet scary all at the same time because you just never, ever know. I mean, you could have your your sight set on going to, let's say, hypothetically, let's say Buffalo. And that is your team. They've been talking to you the whole two months before the draft. Kid, da 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 and next thing you know, on on draft day, you get a phone call from Cleveland saying that, hey, how would you like to be a Cleveland Brown? You want you don't want to tell the people, no, I don't want to be a Cleveland Brown. So, <laughs> so that's why I tell people. I mean, that that this draft is takes you so many different ups and downs, and so. Yeah, it's gonna get crazy. So let's let's do this. The humble Mister Blades here on the show. He's he's somewhat dancing around some of my questions. He's kind of like all over, uh, wanting to talk about this draft. I think so. We'll go ahead and get to our mock. But it, to me, to sum it all up, it sounds like Benny had a great college career. You know, um, was more worried about his tape um, and, and letting that speak for itself than any of the measurables. He he often says that here on the show about just you know it's about what you do on the field not about what you do in the weight room or on the uh, on the time clock or whatever so that's respectable and then I just think it's real interesting that you didn't really know where you're going to go let's say the Lions don't take you at three it sounds to me like you didn't know if you were going to go the next couple or maybe drop mid-round you know it was hard to tell back then so like I said I'm I think Lions fans are just happy they did take you where they did because you came here you played hard-nosed football I made a bunch of tackles and plays and and, and like say love the city and all that so that that's how I'd sum it up your draft experience if I had to do it in in a short form which uh like you say um it's hard to get that out of you sometimes but I I think that um some of the stories you've told have been great as well as like said it's just a whirlwind I can't imagine being in that uh that setup like you said you don't know where you're going you're poked and prodded all that is is very interesting to sort of hear how it all went down but Benny, you want to get to this mock draft or what? I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna rile me up. You're gonna tell me all the players I took are no good. My trade's no good. You, you ready to get into that? Yeah, I'm ready to get in that. But I'm look. I've been <laughs> yeah, I've been poking and probing a little bit on your mock draft, Derek, Mr. GM of the show. So, <laughs> all right. Let, let's get into it, Benny, but we, we, we got so many good sponsors on the show. We got to take one more quick pause and get them in, and then we'll talk all about it, okay? Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, I am fired up. I am excited to tell you about one of our new great sponsors. Now, by now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, it's time to go see what the buzz in the Dynasty fantasy community is all about. 
free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, and so much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Do you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. So here's what I need all you guys to do. Head over to Reality Sports Online. You'll hear me talk about it on the show and call it RSO. Head over to Reality Sports Online and check them out right now. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Thank Benny Blades here on the show for giving us all that insight on not only his experience, but he got into lots of other things about what this draft will be, um, told some fun stories. We appreciate all that. Benny, now now the GM of the show, which is what you've deemed me, uh, is going to get into my world and let you pick it apart. So I sent you this mock draft a couple days ago on Twitter at Derek Oakry. I drop a mock on Mondays, which is no trades. And then on Friday, I get crazy and I'm able to do some trades, put that out for the fans. I love hearing what everybody has to say about it. They like it. They don't like it. You know, get all types of reactions. But in this trade on uh, mock on Friday, I was sitting there at pick seven, lots of good players on the board. We've talked about who all those guys would be. I got a trade from the New England Patriots to drop from seven to number 15. And they gave me a second rounder. We flipped a few spots in the third round, and they gave me a fourth rounder to move down those those eight spots in round one. Um, the Patriots jumped up to, I don't know, take a quarterback that I've been a proponent of here on the show that you continue to hate on, and that was Trey Lance, quarterback from North Dakota State. But the Lions, who we need to talk about here on the show, we dropped down to 15 and got Micah Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State. I felt like the value was great there. He was the top player on the board, position of need, physical beast. So that was the way the draft started, Benny. What do you think about that trade down? You're always you're always copping out when I tell you who you're going to pick. You always say trade down because everybody knows that's the perfect option. But here I did it for you. I traded down. I acquired picks, and I still got the beast at linebacker. What do you think? Well, I, I, I like that trade. I like that trade, Mr. GM. And I like who you picked up. I think, uh, is it Micah? Or Mika, whatever, Mr. Parsons. You know, Mr. I like, Parsons. I like that word, Mr. Yes. Mr. Parsons. I think he'll come in and, and to me, yeah, he's that hybrid inside slash. Sometimes he can move to the outside linebacker and give us a, 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 a little rush when we need one. So, in my opinion, which position would you play him at the inside or the outside Mr. Jim uh, Parsons I mean he's a guy I put right in the middle of the defense but he he does have this ridiculous speed and attack ability so you know he he can be a blitzer however you want to blitz him I, the new scheme by the Lions this says is going to be a lot of people coming from all types of directions so I think you could move him around and, and just bring him you know rather than just uh, he's not just a sit in the middle coverage linebacker or tackle five ten yards down the field he's going to try to get after you at the line of scrimmage or, or behind the line so Benny the rest of my mock this is this is where I educate you on the show I know you say you're, you're running South Florida you're helping out the youth of the community I think sort of a little bit of it is you, you don't want to put in the work like I've been doing here in the DTO scouting office to get to know all these players and so I'm gonna help you out a little bit here at pick number 41 I took this kid out of LSU his name is Terrace Marshall Benny not Terrence Terrace this guy's a beast I think he's 6'3 6'4 200 uh, probably 210, 215 pounds to go get the football. I loved getting that type of big bodied receiver at 41 instead of spending pick number seven on even your boy, Mr. Pitts. I think this is almost a better value. 
at this point in the draft. So I love getting that. At pick 46, which I got from the New England Patriots there, a high second rounder, which is absolute gold to me, I had to think this one over. But I thought it over hard, and I took Jamin Davis, an absolute freak linebacker from Kentucky. So now I got Jamie Collins, who's old, but he's still an athletic freak. I got Micah Parsons, who's an absolute beast. And now I got Jamin Davis to be able to play on the outside as well. Like Now we got ourselves some linebackers here on this football team for the first time, maybe since I've been a fan of the Lions. They've never had a core of linebackers that could just get after you. Um, I at 72, I was able to get Jalen Mayfield. You know where he's from, Benny? Yes, from Michigan. <laughs> he's from that <laughs> gold blue, that team up north where we don't mess around. We punch you in the mouth here in in the uh, north and when Big Ten football. So he he's a big bodied guy, an athlete, but better football player than an athlete he looks kind of sloppy but he'll get after you play him on the right tackle from day one and then let you get back in here mr blades because that pick 96 i mean again i listened to you on the show i gotta i gotta do some things that make you happy so at, at pick 96 i took quincy roche from the u So 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 what are we thinking here? I think we're basically in the in the fourth round at this point, pick ninety six. Yep, that's gonna be the end of the third round. Actually, I got Quincy Roche with another with a pick swap from the Patriots. How you feeling about this guy? Two nasty linebackers, a big time receiver, a right tackle, and another edge rush player from from that school that you're so fond of. Well, if things uh go the way you you predict them to go, but I, to me personally, I, I would love to see you scour a um, a deal out there to find a a, a, a corner with, with one of those uh, picks. I'm not I'm not mad with with uh, Mr. Parsons. Yeah, we need that big body receiver, but I think with 46. I think we we could have, if if we're gonna trade down, we're gonna get something from New England. We're gonna start have to get some of these uh, corners up in here and 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 teach these guys the uh, the Lions way. You know, Mr. so Mr. Blades, look, that, let me jump in old, here. Let, let well, me jump in. I I know you love corners. <laughs> okay, go ahead. That's the only problem I have with that one. I'm okay even with your your Michigan uh, tackle. And yeah, <laughs> reports are saying that Mr. Roche, his stock is falling a little bit. And, uh, you know, yeah, he'll, he'll be a third, maybe even a fourth round casualty. I don't know what's going on with him right now, but he's still a player nonetheless. But, you know, you know who's tumbling Mr. Blades? Go you, know ahead. Tum- you know who's tumbling in the draft? You, you, your boy Russo from the U. I, I got him out of round one all, all, all together in my in my latest mock that I put out for yeah. everybody. I, I got Gregory Russo out of round one. Yeah. I, I don't I, look. I don't know what he, what these guys are doing down there. You know, I don't know if they're not testing well. See, that's why. I, I'm not a, a big, 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 huge measurables kind of guy. You know, sometimes, you know, you can just turn on the tape and it says, man, that guy right there. Because <laughs> as former players, and when you are a player, that's why I look at you, Derek, and I said, Derek, you can never beat me, not even in marbles. <laughs> because when you... When you have it, it's just, oh, I disagree. Is that thing that they call, no, no? It's that thing that they call killer instinct. <laughs> if you have it or you don't, I don't care what it is. That's something that you cannot measure. And so, a lot of times, you can turn on the film and you say, "Oh, who, who is this guy?" Oh. He's five foot two. 
He runs five foot nothing, oh, but he's all over the field. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> that's old 54, that's Chris Spielman. He's all over the place. See, I, I don't agree. We we have this argument every time. Like it's a new game. You can't you can't get Chris Spielman nowadays just because he's a tackling machine and and roll him out there if he's not an athlete as well. You just can't do it in most spots. Like it's very rare to just be like, oh, Patty Fisher was good at Northwestern, so I'm going to take him in the pros. Well, he can't play in the pros because he's too slow and he's not going to be able to to do what he needs to do at the next level. So I I throw that argument out most the times you you're just you're just laying on the tape but you're not you're not realizing that some of these guys don't translate it just doesn't happen and that that, that, that's my biggest thing you look at a kid and you says okay look that's why i keep harping on corners a lot of guys don't have that 40 time but they never they're always in the right place and they never get beat. But, well, his 40 isn't as fast as this guy, but this guy's always getting beat. Because here's a guy that you always like to bring up on the show. I don't know the kid. I'm I'm gonna go to the Lions to meet this kid. Ayo, you yeah. bring this guy up every time I start talking about corners. And so I don't know if he has a great 40 or if he doesn't have a great 40. But I'm listening to guys like you talk about this kid, and every time this kid plays in a game, he's not getting beat. And so those are the things that I'm saying that translate to me as a great player. I don't care about your measurables. Do you get beat? But this is the point. If you run a 4-2, go ahead, tell me your point. Because if you get running run a 4-2 and you're getting beat like a drum, you might as well run a four seven. Right. Well, that's your argument. My argument is I don't care if you were a great college player and all over the football field if you can't run and tackle and play at the next level, which you you gotta you gotta be athletic uh, to some degree. So here's the point with Ao. Ao has long and lanky, and yeah, he when he plays on the field, he's shown flashes of being good. He needs to tighten up some things. My problem with you with corners is you just say corners all the time, but you don't realize that we just spent the third overall pick in a corner. We took. Ao in the fifth round, he was projected to be a second or third round guy. We just added Quentin Dunbar, who might be our first or second best corner now if he ends up playing well. We got your boy Mr. Corn. Oh wait, Mr. Elder, in, 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 which sounds horrible. You can't be Mr. Elder and be fast and athletic and be be a ball player, but Corn at slot corner. And you're still wanting to add corners. Like, we've already added those guys, and we got Mike Ford, who is just an absolute abomination, basically. I mean, he's a special teamer at best. So we got bodies there. I'm trying to add bodies, Mr. Blades, to spots we don't have covered, which is, I don't know, linebacker, wideout, tackle, edge players that we need. Like, I'm trying to do that where you're just you're too stuck on you want corners. We, we just got two corners in the last week. We got to give them a chance. If they can't play, then we'll replace them. So can I, can I finish out my mock? We, we, we got to keep this thing rolling. I can't argue with you all day, sir. Actually, I could probably. Finish out your mock. <laughs> all right. So this is where it really gets good, to be honest. So I took your boy from the U. I thought it was good value. I thought, hey, he's a rush outside linebacker, Quincy Roche. At 112, Mr. Blades, this guy I've taken in almost every mock draft. I'm so hopeful the Lions get him at a great spot in the draft. That's Jalen Twyman from Pittsburgh. He's the he's the uh, Aaron Donald clone I keep telling you about. He's the same size. He looks the same. He's got this intensity about him. Gosh, I would love that. Put him and Brockers inside. Just wreck shop on people. That would be nice. And then my favorite pick is at 120. Andre Sisco, safety from Syracuse. You watch this kid. He's big. He's athletic, and what he does that I love the most, 
this guy gets his hands on the football. I want to say he had six or seven INTs his first year or so that he is out there on the football field for the Orangemen. Um, gosh, he just looks like a ball player to me when we talk about size, athleticism, turnover ability, um, especially at that point in the draft. And then I double dipped at 153 and took James Wiggins, who's a very versatile safety. He can play strong. He can play safe. He can play free. You can move him down, even play some slot for you. I just bolstered my safeties, which again, I've been on my other show, the Detroit Kool-Aid cast saying at safety, we got Tracy Walker and and who? (laughs) Nobody. (laughs) And we don't even know if Tracy Walker can play based on how he did last year. So I just added two safeties that will either push Walker out of the picture if he's no good or really bolster that position, which we got. No, we, we need you to come back for a few snaps based on our safety depth on this team. It's a, it's the big like thing that's missing that's nobody's talking about. We have no safeties. I'd rather bolster safeties almost than than wide receivers at this point to be honest where our team is at. So, Mr. Blades, I filled needs. I got value. I got talent. I love these players and I love the trade down I got. Absolute tremendous draft by the GM of the show. And in Two weeks. I hope everything falls the way Mr. Oakry, <laughs> the GM. I hope it falls that way because I'm telling you, I, I for whatever reason, I feel it in my spirit. The Lions are going to trade down. I don't know who they're going to trade with. You know, maybe maybe you have an insight over there better than I do. You know, you, you, I, I, have you been playing with that little crystal ball, and you know they're going to trade with New England? <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's New England. It's Washington. Uh, the, those are the two main trade options I see uh, at this point. Maybe Denver popping up a couple spots. Those are the three main teams I would see. But here's the reason you trade down, Mister Blades. The, the Patriots got Trey Lance, which obviously I think is going to be a ball player. That's an aggressive move by them to get a quarterback. And then they got 2-2 Atwell, wide receiver Louisville, one of the best names in the draft. The guy's all speed, but I don't love him as, as a player. And, and they got those two guys, and I got Parsons, Jamin Davis, Quincy Roche, and Andre Sisco, four guys that I think can almost be immediate contributors instead of the one guy I would have taken at number seven. So that's that's why you trade down. That's how you get value. And, and you're over here wanting a corner instead of my man, Jamin Davis. You're going to be seeing a link come to your text uh, to watch some Jamin Davis tape because I think you'll watch him for about 30 seconds and you'll fall in love with this kid. Really? He's incredible. He's he, well, he's probably going to be a, a late first rounder, to be honest, the way he's moving up the boards. Well, I'm I'm going to send it over, send a link over to me. You know, I've I've always been upfront with you. Oh my God, this kid! Because I, I, I fell in love with your BYU prospect. Right. I and now, where's he going? Him. Number two overall. <laughs> you know, so if if you tell me, you know, you love it and the kid can play, I, I'm I'm going to take a look at it right. because you got a lot more time on your hands than Mr. Blades does. <laughs> Mr. Blades, I'm putting in work so that someday you can actually put in a good word for me. I can get in one of these buildings and, and get Brad Holmes coffee and start trying to be uh, be in one of these spots myself. That That's what I'm really doing. I'm not sitting here twiddling my thumbs with my feet up. I'm trying to put in that work so I can uh, be a part of one of these teams making these selections one of these days. But like I say, you're, you're the ball player of the show. You told some great stories. Uh, like I said, um, I always enjoy hearing from you. Um, just thought we'd do that mock at the end of the show. Mr. Blades, let's do this. you got to hit the golf course. We know that. you you, you got to do that. I'm going to send you a link for Cedric the Entertainer, Kings of Comedy, talking about golf to make you laugh. And then right after that, I'm going to send you tape on Jamin Davis. I mean, I might even have to send you some Andre Cisco tapes. You could watch him. And then, like you say, when it goes down in a couple weeks, I'm going to be making picks live. When the Lions are on the clock and Brad Holmes is turning in the card, 
I'll be turning in my card as well of who I would take. And then we'll really see what I end up coming up with when draft day is all over. I'm sure me and you will do a show um, to wrap it all up when it's all said and done. So we're, we're, we're going to get this thing handled. And if you are spot on correct, you bet believe I'm not going to go through that, that, that 54 hand comment back yet. You're going to make me call him and uh, leave some choice words on his voicemail. I'm I'm gonna go and talk to Miss Hemp. There we go. That's talk what I'm talking about. I'm gonna go talk to Mister Rod. <laughs> Dial him up for me. Put in. Just drop my name. Kind of say, hey, here's where you can find him. You know, and see what happens. You never know. You, you, you get me in you there. You spot on like that. <laughs> and, you know, you 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 might need to be calling me from uh, Ford Field. All right, Mister Blaze. Don't forget, we still have the show, Mr. Blaze. Just because exactly. you moved up the forward field. <laughs> you know we're going to be doing Believe in Lions regardless. And like you said, if I get in there, maybe I can get you in the enforcer role. We can we can double dip this thing. Get you as enforcer. Get me as like assistant to the assistant of the assistant GM. There we go. Now we're talking. So, Benny, I, th- I think we just need a one pride. We get up out of here. All right. You say the one and I'll say the pride because I believe in... All right, baby. There we go. So, Benny, let's give Lions fans one point. (laughs) Everybody, another fun show here on the Believe Podcasting Network brought to you by betonline.ag. We'll be back next week talking all things Lions. Probably next week. It's just a full draft show from top to bottom. I mean, Benny, you better bring your A game. I'm going to be ready to go. I'm going to be fired up. Everybody. Appreciate you listening. We hope you have a great weekend. We'll catch you next week right here on Believe. B-L-E-A-V and Lions. Take care, everybody. We're out. I believe, I believe, I believe. If I can get respect from these guys, I'm a darn well get respect, and I'm going to demand the respect from anyone else. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.